0: Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having a fantastic Wednesday. Had to think about what day it was there for a minute. Uh, Wherever you may be across this great country or this great land, we have got much to dive into today. Uh, But I want to say right off the top, thank you for all the subscribers to the Outkick the Show podcast. We are surging up the iTunes rankings now that Outkick the Show is back as a podcast encourage you to go give us five stars Uh, if you are listening to this on audio thank you if you're watching us on YouTube you guys have the best comments out there Facebook, Twitter wherever you are consuming our content thank you I will be and continue to be the voice of sanity in an insane world Um, let's get right off the top here Uh, The dumpster fire continues at ESPN. As we speak, uh, Rachel Nichols on the jump is attempting to maintain her career at ESPN even though she's been outwoked. Even though Rachel Nichols has now lost her ability to host the NBA Finals which is the biggest event that ESPN puts on its program every single year. The possible exception of the college football playoff. Uh, And this is going on ABC. So I do think It's the biggest event that ESPN does all year and she now has lost her ability to be on sidelines and NBA Twitter was in an uproar last night over how Chris Paul was responding to uh, the replacement of Rachel Nichols and Malika Andrews I believe but bigger story out here is that the ESPN woke implosion is not over. The LA Times has got a story quoting a variety of different ESPN employees saying that ESPN is fundamentally racist. I had a lot of fun with this. I did the entire show yesterday but I want to make it clear and transparent for everybody out there. This is what happens when you follow the woke train. Sooner or later your organization is going to implode because the argument becomes everybody is racist everything is racist and it becomes the scarlet R when you are branded racist you can't escape inside of an organization like ESPN. And what I told you was now that Donald Trump, orange man bad is not there to organize all of the hate of the disparate social identity groups that ESPN has, rec- has created now there's no balancing act here. It's all politics and the politics is turning internal as all the different identity groups begin to feud amid themselves and that's what Rachel Nichols represented. Rachel Nichols represents uh, the woke white woman who's tried to argue that she is an ally of the woke universe that she has tried to be friends with the lion and sooner or later the lion gets hungry and you become the meal. Trying to befriend the lion doesn't work. That's what so many people are trying to do right now with the woke universe. They are saying, oh we're allies, we're friends they're fine with diversity and inclusion as long as diversity and inclusion doesn't come for their own job and what Rachel Nichols just had to reconcile is sooner or later it is going to come for your job and being the last person to get eaten by the lion I guess is some reward or the last person to be guillotined in the revolution I guess is some reward you have lasted longer than maybe others anticipated and did but people like me and your opposition has made it through on the other side we aren't cancelable and now you are left with this interior fear I guarantee you as you become the target inside of the woke battlefield I think this is important Because people have tried to cancel me for years and they've tried to cancel uh, other people of uh, my ilk but our audience has become so substantial that in many ways it's not really possible to cancel me. I'm always going to have the ability to reach a large audience now and the movement has failed in many respects and ESPN is reaping the whirlwind of getting woke and going broke and we'll find out officially now that the NBA Finals is underway we'll find out exactly how bad the damage is going to be this year in terms of viewership but the odds are that it's going to be the second lowest viewed NBA Playoffs in modern memory maybe, possibly, this NBA Finals is going to eclipse the viewership of last year's awful NBA Finals that happened in October uh, in the bubble and we'll see what the numbers end up being but my prediction is they're not going to be very good at all they'll be the worst that we have ever seen outside of the numbers last year in the bubble get woke go broke it happens time after time in the world of sports it's what's going on right now did you see my good friend Jamel Hill called me an idiot for calling out the woke brigade at ESPN and pointing out how they always fail look the numbers are clear the woker you are, the more you fail when it comes to producing a substantial audience in the world of sports. The data does not lie. You fail if you decide that you want to be woke. Jamel Hill, failure. Bamani Jones, failure. Pablo Torre, failure. Uh, Rachel Nichols, now failure. Max, uh, Max uh, Kellerman, failure. All of these guys fail when they are compared with other people in their line of work who are doing legitimately decent, interesting in the world of sports takes. Now, maybe off on your own you want to found your own company. Remember Dan Levitard founded his own company. I hope they do decent but they said they wanted to be the counterpoint to OutKick which is funny in and of itself because OutKick already is the counterpoint to everything that's going on in sports. If you're the counterpoint of the counterpoint you're just back to being traditional sports uh, perspective. But Jamel Hill called me an idiot for pointing out a truth that her show failed because she wasn't that interesting and she wasn't that engaging and the mass audience at ESPN didn't respond to her when she got a major promotion. Dan Levitard's radio show failed on traditional radio. People weren't interested in listening to it. Maybe it'll do well as a podcast. I hope it does, right? Guys and girls doing well doesn't harm me it just elevates the overall salary level which ultimately works to my benefit. Uh, But I uh, welcome Jamel Hill. She's entitled to her opinion. She's welcome to come onto any of my platforms and tell me why I am an idiot. Make her argument in a coherent and intelligent way and you guys can judge it for yourself but when people attack me uh, I'll I'll give them uh, the credit of noting their attack. So Jamel Hill has called your boy uh, an idiot for my comments on the absurdity of woke sports and how everything is uh, going there. Want to tell you right now uh, speaking of idiots if your penis doesn't work aka if you work at ESPN uh, you should know that erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men 100% of those who work at ESPN but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. Since 2017, My Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription and then ship it to you discreetly every month from U.S. pharmacies all for as low as $2 a pill. So don't wait. Join the movement to make America hard again. What an incredible tagline. Go to clay and sign up today. Tell Dr. Hank I sent you he'll give you 50% off your first subscription order. That's mydrhank.com slash clay offer available for only a limited time. Um, This is interesting. Donald Trump today announced that he was suing the big tech companies Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg Twitter and Jack Dorsey uh, Google uh, which owns YouTube and their CEO Sundar Peshai arguing that uh, they did not have the right to ban him from all of their platforms and I think a lawsuit such as this is much needed. Donald Trump is on the right side of history here since everybody wants to talk about the right side of history and sooner or later a case like this is going to rise I believe to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is going to reassess their strategies as it pertains to the overall First Amendment jurisprudence in this country. I think New York Times V. Sullivan no longer makes sense uh, some 50 odd years after it was signed almost 60 years after it was signed in a social media era. And I have argued for a long time that Trump being banned and collusion occurring where every big tech platform simultaneously banned uh, Donald Trump is a major issue in the country that directly affects the foundation of First Amendment uh, discussion. Now, The challenge here is figuring out how companies like Twitter and Facebook which have become our default town squares apply the standard of speech given that they are not technically uh, the governmental entities. Now, there are some interesting arguments, right? One argument is that they're a common carrier and that just as your phone company doesn't have the right to tell you who you can call and who you can't call and to monitor everything that you say on that call and just as your internet company doesn't have the right to tell you by and large that you can't go to certain websites so too your social network should not be able to restrict what you are able to put out into the public arena. There are also some interesting cases so that's a common carrier argument much like a telephone and also the internet. In other words, you can't stop somebody from getting the phone unless theoretically they're in prison. Also, there are interesting case law out there there is interesting case law about some of these cities and towns which were owned by companies and what sort of restrictions they could allow inside of those company towns. Back in the day, if you think about it uh, there used to be companies, let's say a mine or a factory that would build around the mine or the factory company-owned housing to allow the employees to live there and there were interesting case law about what sort of First Amendment speech rights still existed inside of those towns even though they were owned by the company and that to me is an intriguing precedent that could be built to potentially fit the framework that we have today where the Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube universe is so wildly strong and I don't think there's any doubt that there is an arbitrary and capricious nature to which they decide who is allowed to speak and who is not allowed to speak on their platforms. So Without diving into the particulars of Donald Trump's lawsuit which was filed in Florida likely because he wants to have the benefits of the new law that was signed into, uh, into, into law by Ron DeSantis keeping big tech companies from banning going forward. It's also a class action lawsuit. I testified in front of the House Judiciary Subcommittee on big tech related regulations and I think there is a lot that is going to come in the years ahead. The analogy that I made then is just as the Andrew Carnegie's and the JP Morgan's and the Henry Ford's and uh, the Rockefeller's John J. Rockefeller's just as they became massive capitalistic powers the standard oils at, at all of that era were eventually broken up because of the Gilded Age wealth that was created well that's what we have unleashed in a modern era with big tech and I think we need antitrust law to go back over all of the powers that regulate there with big tech and start to make substantial uh, changes in terms of the power that those companies are able to levy and I think Donald Trump is on again The right side of history with this lawsuit going forward. Positive. I loved, I loved the match uh, that happened yesterday in Big Sky Country in Montana, the state that I most want to visit in the country right now is Montana. I've never been. I've never been to the traditional what I would call West. I haven't been to Wyoming. I haven't been to uh, to the Dakotas. I haven't been to Montana. I haven't been to Idaho that's the area that I really want to take a visit inside of the United States but man Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson against Aaron Rodgers Bryson DeChambeau I watched almost this entire match play I thought it was wildly entertaining loved Charles Barkley uh, as one of the commentators they did a good job bringing in Gronk they brought in uh, uh, they brought in uh, a lot of different guests Wayne Gretzky also Baker Mayfield among others to come on and talk during the course of uh, of, of, this, uh, of this match and first of all from a news perspective Aaron Rodgers completely dodged the question of whether or not he would be playing for the Green Bay Packers this fall given the fact that training camps start in about three weeks uh, there still is a lot of drama surrounding that but Aaron Rodgers looked phenomenal on the golf course he crushed the golf ball he looked like a a golf pro almost honestly in how well that he played Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson in particular a lot of fun to watch and Phil Mickelson giving a tutorial on how to putt on the uh, greens was like uh, hearing he uh, he and DeChambeau talk was like a uh, was like a PhD course in golf for your average guy out there who reads the green and says oh you know what it's just a cup to the left or it's a cup to the right or whatever it was Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch those guys actually have that conversation about different reads I love this match play I think it's fantastic for golf Uh, I thought the course out in Montana looked incredible. I wish I could play that course today. I wish I was in Montana right now. The weather looked absolutely spectacular. Um, And so props to uh, Turner for getting that match done again. Just an outstanding uh, summer uh, excuse to be watching. They've done four of these now since I think the first one was last year in May during the height of the pandemic shutdowns if I'm not mistaken. Uh, That, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. Um, Look, I know Ozzie Guillen isn't perfect. In fact, I know that he has said and done some ridiculous things over the years in terms of uh, his praise of Fidel Castro and his uh, ability to maintain power. Uh, But Ozzie Guillen tearing up. He's a Venezuelan talking about how much uh, U.S. citizenship meant to him. I shared it on Twitter early this morning when I got up right before I hopped on uh, Fox & Friends this morning and uh, I thought Ozzie Guillen was absolutely uh, fantastic in terms of personifying a story that isn't talked about enough in the media which is how many millions of people out there Latin America, Asia, Africa, Europe all over the world how many millions of people are desperate for the opportunity at United States citizenship and understand far better than our overall native-born American citizenry does the incredible uh, good fortune that so many of us have to have been born here and not have had to fight our entire lives to get here or to get our families here. Many of us take for granted all of the freedoms that we have in America and that's why I've argued for a while that one of the things I love about the Peace Corps is it forces you to experience life in another country. Many of the people who most vociferously criticize life in the United States have never lived anywhere else and certainly have never visited anywhere where true poverty exists, where true lack of freedom exists. Um, And so to me, there would be a great deal of value if everybody in this country either had to serve the country in the, in the military like has happened compulsory service or if you didn't want to do that if you had the opportunity to go overseas and serve in the Peace Corps and learn just a little bit the perspective and understanding of how much we have to be thankful for based on having been born in the United States of America as opposed to almost anywhere else around the world. Um, I want to tell you this right now. I uh, is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that in the wake of COVID there have been so many people out there that have felt a great deal of anger, discomfort, uh, disdain. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours it's not a crisis line it's not a self-help line it's professional counseling done securely online. Tons of different options for who your counselor can be. You get a timely and thoughtful response weekly video or phone session. You can help your mental health by going to BetterHelp. They want you to start living a happier life today. So you need to go visit betterhelp.com clay that's better, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional, professional special offer for OutKick the Show listeners you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Clay Want you to know that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp as is this video uh, just so you know BetterHelp.com slash Clay uh, The craziness that continues to spiral out of the Joe Biden administration they won't let COVID go. The fact that the vast majority of people in the country have moved on COVID is now the seventh or eighth leading cause of death in this country. If you want to be as healthy as you possibly could be you need to be working out you need to be eating healthy uh, you need to be making good health decisions for you and your family. COVID is way down on the list of dangers that you might face right now. But the Biden administration will not allow COVID to ride off into the sunset. They now are talking about door-to-door vaccine checks. Remember, initially it was two weeks to stop the spread. That was all the way back in March of 2020. Now as I sit talking to you in July of 2021 We are talking about the government sending out people to knock on your door and check and see if you have received the COVID vaccine. This is madness. Look, I've been straightforward and transparent as I could possibly be. If you are over 65 years old and you are unhealthy or you are obese or you are unhealthy in general I think you should go get the COVID vaccine. I've told you that. My parents did it. My elderly relatives did it. It's a no-brainer. But... If you are young and healthy or you're like me and you've already had COVID or God forbid you have children I don't think it makes sense based on the danger for anybody out there to go get a COVID vaccine. That's my personal opinion. Now, again age and risk factors should be analyzed here as it pertains to COVID. I've told you I already had COVID. I had zero issues with COVID as most relatively young and healthy people do, okay? I tested positive for COVID Uh, actually I never tested positive for COVID I know I have COVID antibodies only one day in the past two years have I had a fever and I believe I had COVID then one day uh, I didn't feel 100% but I still was pretty normal, right? Felt like a 24-hour bug at most and then it was over, okay? I still have COVID antibodies but this idea that people might knock on my door and check to see if I got the COVID vaccine and encourage other people in my house to get the COVID vaccine. The idea that we want 12-year-olds to be getting COVID vaccine. I've got a 13-year-old. He's not getting the COVID vaccine. I've got a 10-year-old. He's not getting the COVID vaccine. Six-year-old as well. I'm not anti-vax. I believe in vaccines for illnesses that are dangerous to my children but COVID is not one of them, okay? Make your choices. The idea that the government's going to be sending out uh, people to knock on your door to me is absolutely madness. All right, I got television coming up here in a couple of minutes uh, at uh, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central 3 o'clock Mountain, 2 o'clock Pacific that will be Outkick uh, sorry, that'll be Fox Bet Live lots of good news coming down from Outkick in the near future can't wait to share it all with you but in the meantime DBAP unless you need to SBAP. My name is Clay Travis and this has been Outkick the Show.